Bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we'll be skipping over Adventures in Hunting, um, because we'll be talking about each other's top five movies of 2020, because there were yeah. so many, so many choices. Yeah. So many. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. Yeah. Oh, but man. we're not just skipping over adventures in hunting. We are killing it off completely, kind of. But in not a good really. way. It's it's in a better way. <laughs> it's gonna get better. Yeah. We'll talk about we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but so after that, um we do not have any new trailers to talk about. Um and we'll also be talking about some changes coming to that as well. Big changes coming here at the All Bros, and I think you guys will be excited for it. Um, yeah. Happy so, New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year. Let's hope 2021 is at least somewhat better than 2020. Watch 20. To, the, as soon as 2021 comes, which for me is in three hours. Oh, yeah, sure. Or two and almost, almost two and a half. Yeah, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know what, but I know it's not going to be good. <laughs> We're, they're going to skip COVID-20, and it's just going to be, co- be COVID-21. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so after uh, all that good jazz, we go over the changes that we have in mind. Uh, we will be jumping into our main event of the evening, which will be our breakdown of the newest Pixar movie, Soul, which, if you guys haven't seen it yet, Stop listening to... Well, okay. You can, like, listen to our top five movies of, you know, like, the year and shit. But don't listen to the breakdown because y'all need to watch this movie. We don't want to spoil it for you because it's just that good. Go watch it on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. I mean it. And we'll give you plenty of time to to exit this and go watch the movie before we spoil anything. Yeah. But I mean it. Go watch it. I'm watching you guys. Anyway, Hell yeah. before I make any more threats, what do you say we get started? <laughs> Let's do it. Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not. You've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. All right, so Caleb, do we want to talk about the changes first or do we want to talk about our top five first? Let's just talk about the changes first. Okay, sounds good. Would you like to explain these changes that we have 
coming to the All Bros. Hell yeah. So, with the new year, we decided to kind of overhaul the podcast a little bit. Um, not really like change the format at like completely. We're not suddenly going to become a sports podcast because we're still freaking dipshits when it comes to sports. <laughs> um, no, when we're going to overhaul, kind of make our system a little bit more streamlined, a little bit better. We feel. Um, so the first change that we're making, adventures in hunting is going away. Um. So, for those of you that are wondering, what the hell is Adventures in Hunting? Welcome. Um, <laughs> but second, this that's where we talked about the Funko figures, like the pop figures in the Blu-rays, that we would go out and get, go out and find, hunting, and we would sh- talk about all the figures that we were interested in. Um, so, the way that this segment is evolving it is transitioning to a little segment that we're going to call funko focus so so instead of of bringing up every single freaking pop figure that has been released or announced for that week we are going to narrow it down to our top figure that we liked or enjoyed seeing so it's just going to be the one and we'll talk about the like we'll kind of just do a quick overview of all the other kind of figures that are coming out. Um, but with that, it's also evolving on the social media side because we're going to be posting everything that comes out. So instead of it just being the ones that we talked about, it's just going to be as many as we can fit into an Instagram post. <laughs> yep. Um, And then... Uh, t- talking about Blu-rays is going to change into 4K Spotlight. So since we only get one, two, maybe three um, Blu-rays in in a week, it's we're just going to talk about the one that we're most excited for. Um, we'll try to do different ones. So it's more kind of like a pop of the week and then a Blu-ray of the week, but we each get to choose one and talk about it however we want to. Um but yeah, again, on social media, we're going to be posting everything that comes out, so you guys can still look forward to that. Um, this week's sneak peeks, so where we talk about movie trailers, is going away too. But it's kind of of a de-evolution evolution thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, we are bringing back through the wall, but. Instead of us talking about everything in news and everything in trailers, it's just going to be our highlight of the week. Like, if there's a movie trailer that we see that freaking blows our minds, we're going to talk about that. And if there's, like, a news item, because we miss talking about the news. We do. Yeah, like, I think we missed a lot of uh, a lot of good shit when it came to, like, yeah. Disney's Investor's Day and, yeah, for and whatnot. You, you have no idea how much I wanted to share how over the freaking moon I was when they finally confirmed that Haley Steinfeld was playing Kate Bishop. Hell yeah. And I think that could lead to some interesting conversations. So again, we're going to limit it to one item between us. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, that's what we'll uh, what we'll do. We're bringing back through the wall, but also evolving it. So, hopefully, that these few changes to our introduction news segment um, are fun for everyone. I think it'll give us a little bit more time to just BS. Yeah. Um, not kind of force us to BS. talk about. Yeah, and <laughs> not kind of. Kind of not force us to talk about each individual figure and be like, oh, this is what was cool about it. This is the pose it's in. These are the colors. It's just <laughs> going to be like, no, this is my favorite figure that came out of this announcement yeah. week. And these are all the other figures coming out. But it's just going to be like a, a general over overview. Like we're, we got some more Marvel Pops. We got some more DC. We got some more whatever. Yeah. And we'll get more into like the anime for you anime fans and some other figures too. But like we said, it's all going to be on our social media posts. So you guys can still look forward to that. Yep. Um, also, the main event is also going through a big overhaul. <laughs> um, so we are renaming the main event of the evening into the All Bros headliner. And there's only going to be two headliners. I think for any of you have that have been around long enough, we used to do showdown episodes where it would just be kind of a a list and then we'd rank that list. Yeah. Somehow. I we haven't done one of those in a really long time, and I think it's time for us to admit that the showdown episodes are dead, unfortunately. And yeah. for, I, but I feel we're for still going to be. Well, I was going to say for the Sorry. time being. No, you're good. I just feel for the time being with us, you know, like not being able to record with each other, it kind of makes it harder to do the showdown episodes. I feel it's a lot easier when we were both in the same room. Yeah. So we're doing away with showdown episodes, at least for now. They may make a comeback like through the wall, but I mean, I wouldn't put money on it. (laughs) I'll put five bucks on it right here. I'm just kidding. Jeez. Yeah. So we're not doing uh, showdowns anymore, but we are going to continue to do breakdown episodes. Obviously, duh, that's our whole shtick. Yep. <laughs> and we are also going to continue to do Dreamcast episodes every once in a while, just to kind of spice things up. We haven't done one in a while. It's just because there's been a shit ton of movies that have come out that we yeah. want to talk about. Yep. So that's how it's evolving. And um, another way that this is evolving with the breakdowns, we are not going to come up with the scores on the spot anymore. Um, we have a page on our Excel sheet um, called the debate page, which you guys can go check out. Website, tinyurl.com forward slash the Elbros. Um, and we have all of the movies that we're going to be talking about in that page we were going to end up do we were going to use it for movies that we've seen um that we weren't going to do breakdowns on just so we still have those scores but that didn't end up working out (laughs) how we planned so rose is going to put in his scores for the movie that we're going to be breaking down so in this instance it was soul so he put down his scores for it i put down my personal scores for it what i thought the movie deserved and then it averages out to the score that we're going to be throwing into our 
algorithm. So our combined scores are going to make up the overall final grade for for movies. And so when we start recording, we already know what the movie is going to get. Yep. I already know what this movie is going to score. Rose doesn't. I want it to kind of be a surprise for Rose. Yeah, I don't. Yep, don't know anything. All I, yeah. all I know is my scores. That's all I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this way, we don't spend so much time talking about numbers. We can get more into the the meat of yeah the the categories yeah, that we like... grade. What we loved about it, what we hated about it, what life, yeah, um, kind of more, more or less justify, it. yeah, more or less justify our score to yeah. you guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, and we'll start it off. Just say, oh, this category got this number, and this is why. Yeah. So just kind of make us a little bit better critics. Hopefully, maybe we'll find out. We'll see. And also make it a little bit more fun with guests, too. Because I think we confuse the hell out of guests sometimes. Yeah. As so much as I they think don't this want will to make admit it, it I'm sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think this will be a much better system, hopefully. And if you guys hate it, let us know. Message us. DM us. Hit us up anywhere. Like, we will freaking listen. If you yes. want us to go back to the old way of doing it, we'll go back to the old way of doing it. But if you just say, oh, this sucks, and don't give us critis- or constructive criticisms on why it sucks, we're, we're probably going to tell you to go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to keep doing it the new way. Yeah, so be constructive. Let us know what we can be doing better. Don't just put us down. Don't be a <laughs> dick. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. So anyway, and then when when there's like a situation, um, where maybe me and Rose vary, like really highly on a score for something, we can I I have who is the one that jacked it up, <laughs> and so we can we can argue amongst ourselves on on a number, and maybe we can even change a number. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, it's just more so we're not sitting there being like, "Oh, this, what do you think?" Blah 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 blah, and like, "Oh, I'm sitting around this." Blah blah blah. It's just we already know. Yeah. So hopefully, it makes our our breakdowns a little bit more enjoyable to listen to. Guess we'll find out. But we're still going to be continuing question of the week. We're still in continuing all of that stuff. That's just how our show is. Uh, evolving in the new year 2021 is a updated uh Almrose podcast yeah boy and don't worry so it's gonna it might be a week or two before it changes but the main event song or intro or whatever you want to call it the one for the main event our main our intro intro is going to stay the same. We're still going to show a promo. And if you, I should, we should freaking promote that more. If you have a promo and you want to send it to us, we will put it in the next show. It's seriously first come, first serve. And I yeah. cycle through them. So once you send us your, your promo, it's going to be in our rotation for the next ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So send us your promos. Um, the Elbros channel gmail.com. And so we'll continue to do promos and then we will continue to do, th- or we'll, we'll be changing the main event, uh, intro song when, when we can come up with a good idea. So it's going to stay the main event for a little bit until we can change it to the headliner. We'll call it the headliner. The song will call it a main event. It's just going to be a confusing time for everyone until we figure our shit out. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, those are shit. the changes that we're making. Yeah. So now I, I hand it off back off to you, Rose. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Um, Shit. Okay. Um. Uh, so, okay, so after that amazing explanation, uh, what do you say we uh, talk about our top five movies of 2020? Let's do it. All right. So, um, Caleb, do you want to go first with your... Okay, do we want to rank one to five or five to one? How do we want to do this? Uh, that's tough. I really... I have I no th- idea. I feel we should go five to one. That's just me. Five to one? Yeah. Okay, I can definitely do that. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to? Um, I'll start. We'll finish okay. with your, your number one. Okay. Uh, So my number five is actually one that surprised the hell out of me. My number five is Mulan. Really? Yeah. Shit. I, I actually enjoyed the hell out of this movie. And wow. Okay. Like, and granted, so this is going to be one of our first episodes in February. So freaking come at me. Um, <laughs> I expect a lot of people to come at you. Yeah, probably. If you're going into it expecting a shot for shot remake of Mulan or the exact same Mulan story, you're going to go in disappointed. <laughs> Lion King. If you can, <laughs> excuse me. If you can, if you can let go of the fact that this is a different Mulan story, it's not bad. <laughs> okay. There's a I- lot of things that they set up in this world that you kind like a. Uh, what's that called? There's a lot of disbelief in this movie, so you kind of have to be a little forgiving of that. But once you let go of that, it's a fun movie. It's a like really well done. I enjoyed the ever living hell out of it, so that's why it made my number five. Okay, very very nice. All right. Uh, so, what is your number five? Uh, number five, I have Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, to me, this was probably the biggest surprise of 2020, um, because, you know, with the whole redesign, every, everyone hated the first, uh, design. So, you know, they, uh, did all that they could to remake it. The design looked fantastic, but I feel people were still really hesitant on if a Sonic the Hedgehog movie could work. And I feel they pulled it off very, very well. Um, I, um... I just did not expect them uh, to be able to pull off a super fast. I'm butchering this. I'm sorry. I did not expect them to be able to pull off a super fast hedgehog in a freaking movie as well as they did. I thought this would only work in a video game, but no, it, it works in a movie. Um, Jim Carrey is. I feel like everyone loves him as Eggman. I I liked him. Um, 
he's not like the Eggman I know until like the like end end credits. I love that part when he actually looks like Doctor Eggman. That was freaking fantastic. So I can't wait uh, to see what they do with him in the sequel. Um, but yeah, um, uh, sh- uh, Ben, oh, what was it? I forget who played the voice of Sonic. Um, but he was amazing. He was amazing. James Marsden was really good. Just like. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what else to say besides this, this movie is just. I was amazed that this movie actually freaking worked, and I had a freaking blast with it. So that is my number I, five. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, ben Schwartz is who. Ben you're Schwartz. Of. Yes, thank you. Fantastic Sonic. Amazing. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up, number f- four. So my number four is actually going to be *The Five Bloods*. Oh, okay. The Netflix movie. Nice. Um, Very nice. That was one that I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I did because I'm I'm not really into war movies. I'm not either. Not the biggest fan, but this was a really good movie. Just kind of sharing a lot of the. Uh, the history that we may not know and some of the struggles of what that history has left behind. So I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Chadwick Moseman, fantastic, but you can't argue with like the old men at that time. Like, no, you can't of that movie. They were so good. If you have not seen this movie, if you have a weak stomach, Probably would hold off, um, but it was an yeah, amazing, there's a lot of amazing blood. movie. Like holy shit! Yeah. Um, what did the five bloods end up getting? We gave the five bloods like a very strong B plus. It was seriously point two percent away from an A minus. So, if you guys trust our our rating system at all, uh, go check it out. Yes, please do. It's it's pretty good. I think Caleb uh, liked it a little more than I did. Um, I I still really liked it. Um, but it it for me it's not it's not a top five movie of the year. But I can absolutely understand why it made your top five, especially number four. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your um, number four? Number four for me. Um. Oh, sorry. Uh, number four for me is uh Bill and Ted face the music. Ooh. Yeah, I, so me and Caleb watched the first two, I think like a month before the third one came out. And so I was pretty hyped for this movie because I love the characters of Bill and Ted. Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are amazing together. They have amazing chemistry. And this third movie did not disappoint at all. Um, it was amazing seeing these two back together again. It, it was definitely weird seeing Keanu Reeves uh, act like this character again. Uh, I felt like Alex Winter never left the role. Um, but it was just a little weird seeing Keanu Reeves back in this role. It took you a minute to get used to it, especially him not having a beard. Um, but <laughs> w- once you get used to it, it, it's a blast from start to finish. Um, their daughters, uh, Bill, uh, it's Billy and Thea, right? Yep. Yeah, Billy and Thea are amazing. I wish that we could get a spinoff with them. Um, just, I, I really don't have a lot of bad things to say about this movie it, it's a great third movie i had a blast and yeah it's that that's why it's my number four hell yeah um 
All right. Yeah, Bill and Ted didn't make my list. That's, I mean, that's understandable. I get that. Yeah. Um, but my number three is Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, which we already talked about, so I'm not going to get into it again. So, I'll your like, number three. So, okay, every, everything I said you agree with? You don't have anything yeah, to say? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Right. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, but how do you feel about uh, Jim Carrey's Eggman? Like... Did you feel the same way I did, or are you different? I didn't hate him. Didn't really care for the, like the over-the-top stuff That's until fair. the end. When he like, actually I think it just like grew Dr. on you Man. over time. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. I get so that. hopefully that comes into play later on. I think that'd be really fun. I hope so, too. Uh, all right. Uh, my number three, um, I have The Invisible Man. I freaking loved this movie. This is a great horror movie to me. Um, oh shit, I forgot the main actress's name. Do you remember off the top of your head? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss, thank you. Phenomenal. Oh my god, she carries this movie, and I feel that's kind of the point. She kind of had to, just the way her character's written. And she's amazing. The way they explain um, how this guy is able to make himself invisible is very, very interesting. Um, and just, I, I can't, I, I walked into this movie not knowing that much about it, because the trailer didn't really give a lot away, and walked out being like, holy shit, that is like, one of the biggest surprises I've seen in a while. And probably that was like the biggest surprise for me for 2020. Um, so yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. It's a, it's a great horror film. Very, it has so much suspense and it's well-earned. Um, if there, I think there, there is a couple of jump scares and they're also well-earned as well. It's not cheap jump scares. Um, so yeah, if you guys haven't seen the invisible man, go check it out. It's amazing. Hell yeah. And if you haven't heard our breakdown on it, go check uh, that go out back too. and listen to that. Most of these movies, we li- wait, no, literally, except for Mulan, so far, all these movies we've done breakdowns for. So. Yeah. But, like we said, we'll do Mulan in February. Yes. So. <laughs> it's not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, we're on number two. Yes. Uh, So, my number two is actually The Invisible Man. Hell yeah, man. Hell hell yeah, bro. Which we already discussed it, so I feel bad now. I'm taking Not going to put you guys through it again. It it if you guys want to hear our thoughts, go listen to our breakdown episode. It was so much fun. It it really was. Um yeah. So, so I think that leaves our number 1. Wait, did you already list your number 2? Yeah, my number two is The Invisible Man. Oh, okay, so I still got to list my number two. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Wow. What's your number two? Rude. Um, sorry, jeez. I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, so I kind of <laughs> I, I kind of tossed around because um, you know how, how we had two Pixar movies this year, uh, Soul and Onward, and um, I loved them both, um, but I thought... Um, uh, you know what? What movie kind of had more of an impact on me? What more movie do I feel I'm going to actually visit, revisit more? And actually, my number two is Onward, um, because shockingly, um, wow, I, yeah, I know, I I freaking loved Onward. Um, what's amazing is that uh, Onward made me cry, 
but Soul did not. I got close with Soul, but I did not cry. And usually, I I've cried in every single Pixar movie, um, but I I didn't in Soul, which really surprised me. I mean, maybe with a second time through, I might. Um, but just the dynamic between Barley and um, wow, uh, Ian is amazing. I mean, I didn't have a uh. I never had a brother growing up. Caleb's the closest thing I've ever had to a brother. Um, so, um, even though like I'm not able to relate to that, I still love the hell out of this movie. I think the story is really good. And the ending takes you by surprise of the, the, the kind of twist that they give you. You don't ex- you expect it to go one way, and they're just like, psych, we're going this way. And the way that they go is amazing. I've, I actually... F- okay, it sounded like someone just shot off a gun. Here, <laughs> sorry, um, but uh, I did not expect them to go the way that they did. But I love that they did, and just yeah, I people consider this. I I feel some people say that this is just kind of like an okay Pixar movie. I to me, this ranks pretty high, uh, for them. Um, but yeah. So onward is my number two. That's a great number two. Um. Yeah, so if you guys don't know, we've did a breakdown on that episode or if we did a we did a breakdown on that movie as well. Didn't um, we have a special guest on that one? We sure did. We were joined by Laura Beth from the 20 Fun podcast. So Ooh. go listen to that episode and also go check out uh Laura Beth's show. Yeah. Um I think it's at 20 Fun Pod. I think so too. And she actually just graduated college, so Yes she did. Yeah. So, so congratulations, Lord yeah. Beth. Jinx, you owe me a sprite. Whatever. We're I so s- out of sync. It <laughs> <Shut laughs> doesn't <up>. count. <laughs> oh. Alright, let's hear your number one. Alright, my number one is the hunt. Shit, no really. I freaking awesome. loved that movie, dude. <laughs> I freaking loved the ever-living shit out of that movie. It was so freaking fun. It really was. It just so wild. <laughs> it was it was just a fr- it's like strapping into a freaking roller coaster. It, it is really so is. so good. Uh we did an episode on on this movie as well. I personally would have given it a little bit higher. What do we give it? Of a score. Uh, we, well, we're going to have, people are going to have to go listen to that breakdown episode if they oh, want to yeah. hear it. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it didn't score as high as I wanted it to. No. But, oh, so much freaking fun, dude. So much fun. <laughs> I. I have so much so much good things to say about that movie. It's one that scored average, I would say. Okay. But I think my enjoyment of the movie freaking just skyrockets it for yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's why Fair it's enough. my number 1 of 2020. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> All right, so my number 1 of 2020 is and Caleb I have um you will not hear me sh- shut up about this movie. Um, but my number one is The Prom, which uh, was uh, the Netflix original movie that... Shut up, okay? 
You still need to watch Good it, bitch. Hell. Shut up. You still need to watch it, bitch, okay? Um, yeah, I know. But this movie made me remember why I freaking uh, miss acting. Because um, I used to do uh, drama, musical theater, and this made me freaking miss it. Um, it's, it's a great musical, great, great acting. Um, I know James Corden got a lot of, uh, shit for, um, being a, uh, straight man playing a, um, a, a gay, uh, character. Um, I can't, you know, say anything on that. Um, I, but I feel he did a really good job. That's just my opinion. Um, but Andrew Rinalds, Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, um, Jordan, uh, Ke- wow, I almost said Jordan, P- uh, Jordan Key, um, Keegan Michael <laughs> Key, wow, Combi- combined. <laughs> gonna say uh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the the cast is amazing. The songs are amazing. The message is amazing. Like the the final number, uh, I can't stop listening to that song because it gives a message that you really wish could be the norm in the this day and age and i i truly hope that one day that we can get to that um so yeah i can't say enough good about this movie please go watch it i'm gonna finally stop i'm gonna finally shut up about it caleb even though we will be uh doing a breakdown of this movie in february and bitch you need to watch it soon so i can finally talk to somebody (laughs) about it (laughs) yeah Dude, I can't believe people are giving James Corden shit for playing a gay dude. I th- I think it's um just because you know the, the uh some um people who are gay men don't act like that um but some uh, a video that I watched actually gave a very uh, very interesting reason for why um the director who is actually an openly gay man uh cast james corden and it's the fact that uh the character of barry glickman is written as an kind of like an uh like i don't want to say oversized because that that is not how james corden is but maybe just like like a kind of like a bigger guy in his like like heavier set yeah in his like mid 40s and so in hollywood that's unfortunately looked down upon it's very hard to find an actor that is in that type of shape. And so I feel that, um, James Corden was probably, um, on the top of the list and it was a very small list and I don't blame, uh, I forget who directed this, but I don't blame him for, uh, choosing James Corden because yes, he is, he is not gay, but he is a really good actor. He is a really good, um, singer. He's proven this time and time again, like into the woods. We don't talk about cats, but you know, when it comes to his singing, it was not bad in that movie. Um, but so, like I said, like I, while I can't talk for uh, 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 gay men that don't agree with how he portrayed this role, the fact that Ryan, oh, I think it's Ryan Murphy, who is an openly gay man, wanted James Corden to play it, and he directed him to act this way, makes me think, okay, this is this is actually how the character was written. This is how he was performed on Broadway, and Ryan Murphy wanted James Corden to. Uh, act the exact same way um so like i said i can't um i'm gonna keep saying this because i i don't want to get any hate <laughs> um like i can't you know answer for um openly gay men that think that uh his performance is um offensive i you know if you're coming from that uh direction i can completely understand but for for me um i think he did a great job and i loved him in this movie yeah i 
I have a difficult time with with that. Like the um with people getting upset at someone straight playing gay or whatever. Yeah. It's it's ups- it kind of sucks because you're they're actors. Yeah, exactly. I like I, they're I there to play a part. Like yeah. I d- absolutely understand like why people would be upset. Like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I understand why people would be mad. Yeah. But with how limited Hollywood is on their the selection of people. Like I mean, you can think about it. The the selection like celebrities, the list isn't very big. No. It's, it's it's not. It's like the the same same people, yeah. and it's just what demographic do they happen to fit in? So I absolutely agree, agree that like if you write someone as a certain race, that you should get someone of that race to play that person. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the sexuality of a person, whether it's like a gay man playing straight, straight man playing gay, whatever. I think it should be more focused on who's telling the story, not who's portraying the story. Yeah, no, no, I I absolutely agree. So it's kind of like, and I know I'm I'm probably going to sound like a bigot saying this, but a gay man was telling this story. So, he wanted the the guy to be James Corden's character to be a bit more flamboyant. Otherwise, he probably would have told James, "Hey, dial it down." Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, exactly. Like that's not James's fault. <laughs> yeah, and I I've seen um how Barry Glickman acts on uh in the Broadway show because uh the actor that played him while it was on Broadway is an openly gay man, and I you know I from what I've seen I do see like the big movements. Uh, you know, you know, stuff like that. So I feel James Corden took a lot of inspiration from that. And that's, I feel that's what Ryan Murphy wanted him to do. I just feel people are kind of mad that, that even though like maybe like some uh, openly gay men do that, it's just, I don't like that. It's coming from a guy that is straight, but it's, it's not. Is what I'm getting. At. Yeah, no, it's no, no, not no, coming. I it, like I, I, get, I absolutely the portrayal. The portrayal is coming from James. Like absolutely. Like yeah. you can't dispute that he's freaking on screen. Yeah, but it's not coming from James. James didn't decide to do that. He got cast in a role and mm-hmm. was probably directed to. Yeah, exa- do that. exactly. And it's I, like the same with like other people. Like with um, I know Scarlett Johansson was getting a whole like a bunch of shit for I don't think she ever did it but she was supposed to portray a uh transgender person. Oh shit. Okay. But she was catching a lot of shit saying and I think she gave up the role and said no, a transgender oh, person okay. should be playing this. And yeah, okay. I don't know who is directing it but I do feel like if the, if it's who's telling the story. Yeah. I feel like you should only really be like I. I don't think that either of us we could tell. I don't think we either of us could tell a story of like an African American man. Or no. sorry, I, I know we're not supposed to say that anymore. That we we couldn't tell the story of black men. 
Yes. Or we couldn't tell the story of, like, Asians and their struggle. Like, I don't think we could tell those types of stories. No, because I think we could definitely tell stories using black men. Yes. But I don't think we could tell the story of, like, a struggle or or whatever because we've never lived that. We don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. So I think with, with stuff like that, if whoever's telling the story is portraying a struggle... I think they should have some knowledge, some firsthand experience of that struggle. Mm-hmm. So, like with the with Scarlett Johansson, I don't know it. I I don't think the director was is was transgender, so I don't think that he was the right person to be telling the story. That see that's but right. if the director had been transgender and they said yeah. Scarlett Johansson's the person I want to play in this movie, then I think, like, I feel like that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I could I, be wrong, but again, this is coming from a straight white dude. <laughs> so, and, and this is all personal opinion, guys. We're not trying to offend anybody. Um, this is this is just how we feel on the subject. Yeah. So before we dig ourselves into a bigger hole. <laughs> I don't think we're digging ourselves into a hole. I feel I feel we've been we've given good reason why we feel about this and yeah. But we we're, we're not so we're our opinions aren't super strong because we aren't part of that community, but we support those that are. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely we do. Like you all are amazing for having the courage to come out and I absolutely applaud you and i just truly hope that when you did come out that you were accepted and loved and and it honestly breaks my heart seeing people that especially like what happens in this movie when people are rejected shunned just just written off just because that just because um they are interested in someone that is the exact same sex and it 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 truly breaks my heart that should never change how you feel about someone and i'm starting to tear up a little bit can we please move on to the next subject (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if you want to let us know that we're being bigots and want to tell us that we're we're wrong in our opinions feel free to do so yeah we we're not gonna argue (laughs) yeah we're not um (laughs) But yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Caleb, what do you say we jump into our main event of the evening? Don't you mean our headliner? Oh, our headliner. Gosh damn it, I already effed it up. <laughs> wow. Okay. Shit, Rose, come I'm on. Sorry, I'm sorry. What do you say we jump into our headliner of the evening? I say let's make it happen. Alright. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. Alright, so with this week's All Bros Headliner, I'm going to start saying it like that. Do it. Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. I got your uh, approval. Um, So with this week's All Bros Headliner... Uh, we'll be talking about uh, Disney Pixar's newest film, Soul, which started streaming on Disney Plus uh, last week on Christmas Day. And um, I actually watched it on Christmas Day. I caught up on a lot of uh, streaming movies I was behind on on Christmas Day. 
Um, I don't know about uh, when did you watch it, Caleb? I watched it on Tuesday. Okay, I very think. Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, but before we get into yeah. the breakdown, we do have a question of the week that we posted. Thank you for butting in with that because I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we posted a question on social media and asked, what is something or your spark that makes you unique? Kind of has to tie into to the movie. Um, but anyway, we got a few responses. So starting off on Instagram, we got a response from our good buddy, Jason over at party naked pod or from shit happens when you party naked at party naked pod. And he said, I have three testicles. American dream. (laughs) American dream. (laughs) I love it. Dude, Jason always hits us with something freaking hilarious. Like anytime I see Party that. Naked Pod replied, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> better brace yourselves. Oh yeah. So, thank you, Jason. Now yes, everyone knows you. that you have three testicles. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! You're living the dream of like 95 percent of males in this country. So, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> a lot, as as you've picked up over the years. Yeah. All right, next up, moving over to Twitter, we got a response from the Royal Mumble Podcast, at Mumble Royal. I love it. Uh, love they it. said, my ability to compare anything in cav- casual conversation to retro wrestling slash sports. It's very specific, but... At underscore Trudell underscore knows what I mean. I love it, and I, oh, I yeah. don't I don't know what else to say to that except for I love yeah, that. I think it's kind of a similar to our ability to compare anything to a movie. <laughs> okay, so okay, if that's the when case, someone's that's like freaking starts... better. I love you even more now. Yeah. Dude, I do that so often when someone's sharing a story, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of like this movie. And they're like, kind of, but this is really my life. And I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. I mean, duh. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a very specific thing to know how to do, but. Good on you. I mean, that, you do that's you. fantastic. Yeah. All right, next up, we got a response from the Victims and Villains podcast at Victims and Villains. Uh, and he said, it has a stigma around it. My spark is mental health and making the conversation real and authentic. All right. Yeah. That's a cool spark. And if you guys have not listened to Victims and Villains, do it. Yes. Go it check is them a out. freaking amazing show. I. I love it. But, yeah. So, go check it out. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think that's a very important spark to have. I, I think absolutely it's, agree. Uh, that's a really good I one. I think mental health is something that people struggle talking about. And mm-hmm. I think if it feels like a forced or a conversation. Or not even not a conversation. If it feels like 
an interview, I think it could feel awkward. When it feels like a conversation, that's when it's like amazing. Yeah. So thank you, victims and villains, for your response. Thank you so much. All right, then the last response we got is from Much Talk About Nothing, a movie podcast, at MTAN Podcast. Okay, if you really uh, quickly, sorry, I, I just want to point out, I really want to know, if you guys are listening, does your is your podcast kind of like a playoff of um, Much To Do About Nothing? I really Much To know. Do About Nothing? Yeah, I think it's a Shakespeare play. Ooh, that is a very good question. So, if you guys are listening, so hopefully please we... reach out and let us know. Because if it is, us on... that's awesome. Well, I mean, message us on Twitter, obviously, because yeah. that's where we're reading your response from. Yeah, so let us know if that's where you got uh, the wordplay from Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. All right. Um, so they said, I, at the Grant Ingram, am a podcast host, which isn't that unique, but I'm also in my late teens. I'm good at making deals and finding guests. And I am told I have a very good voice for it. Not going to argue with that. <laughs> um, my spark is talking to people. I love every minute of it. Thank you for the opportunity to share. You're so, and You're so sophisticated for only being a teenager. Damn. A late teen. Yeah, okay, late teen. Like, Damn. <laughs> Yeah. Um Yeah, he's really good at talking. Really good with guests. <laughs> um kind of makes like when you compare it to how we are with guests, very awkward. <laughs> I mean, but we're just all we just like struggle through. Yeah, we are I mean, it's authentic. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I it's mean, not honestly, like we're pretending to be awkward. No, like sometimes we're awkward to each other. Shocker, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I th- I kind of admire the people that can that don't have a hard time communicating with people because I am not a good communicator. I mean, all the time. It's gotten better for me since working in the grocery business, just just a little bit. Um. But yeah, in hi- in high school, I used to be a lot worse. But I'm I'm still not like. Oh yeah, I can I can testify it. to that. Shut up, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. All right, but that's all the responses that we got this week. So thank you everyone for your yes. responses. Thank you so much. Excellent answers, as always. Absolutely. All right, getting into this breakdown finally. Um. So we have split. If, or if you guys are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final All Bros letter grade. And the eight or yeah, eight categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. Um, so now. So this is our first time doing it where we've already filled in the boxes. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. But so our job now is to justify the score that we gave the movie. 
which I don't know. I actually think this oh, is going to work yeah, out very, very well. It's going to let us be able to talk about the movie a lot more. I think it will, too. Um, so, for those of you who have not seen this movie, um, spoiler alerts ahead. Yes. Like, if you guys want this movie spoiled for you, I mean, I get that. I hate when movies are spoiled for me, but that's that's just me. Um, but I feel this is a movie that should not be spoiled for anyone. Um, this is Pixar at its best. Um, just... Just go watch this movie, please. It, it, it's on Disney Plus right now. I'm sure someone that you know has a Disney Plus account, so hopefully it's not too hard to find um, somewhere to watch it. Um, but yes, please, please go watch Soul. It's so good. Yeah. So, for those of you that have continued to listen on, Rose is going to read the synopsis for the, the movie. Let's and kind of share what I the story up. was about. Yeah. So, everyone get prepared for Reading with Rose with two E's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, Joe Gardner, a middle school music teacher in New York City, feels stuck in life and unfulfilled at his job. He dreams of a career in jazz to which his seamstress mother, Libba, objects, fearing that he will not be financially secure. By chance, his former student, Curly, informs him of an opening in the band of jazz. Uh, Caleb, are you okay? Yep, just coughing up along. I'm good. What? Are you... Si- Wait, what? You're, really, you're really coughing up blood? A lung. Oh, a and lung. And it was a joke. Oh, I thought you said blood. I'm like, okay, whoa, bro. I was trying not to be rude. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when I see you like dying over here, I gotta make sure you're okay. I wasn't I sw- okay? I swallowed wrong earlier today, and it really jacked up my throat. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, so ba- continue reading, and thanks for calling me out on the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. By chance, his former student Curly informs him of an opening in the band of jazz legend Dorothy. Do- is it? Do- it's still Dorothy, right? I think it's Dorothea. Oh, it is Dorothea? Okay, okay, never mind. I think oh, yeah. so. I think that's what th- he was saying. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think it is Dor- Dorothea. Okay, so Dorothea Williams. Joe impresses Dorothea with his piano playing and is offered the job on the spot. As Joe happily heads off to prepare for his first performance later that night, he falls down a manhole. Joe finds himself as a soul heading into the great beyond. Unwilling to die before his big break, he tries to escape but ends up in the great before, where soul soul counselors, all named Jerry, prepare unborn souls for life on Earth. Joe poses as an instructor who is set to train the souls and is assigned to 22, a cynical soul who has remained in the great before for millennia and sees no point in living on Earth. 22 reveals that she has a badge that fills up with traits. She needs to find her spark to complete it and says she will give it to Joe so that he can return home. Joe tries to assist 22 in finding a passion, but the attempts prove uh, futile. With no other options, 22 takes him out to the zone, an area that people enter when their passion sets them into a euphoric trance. It also houses the lost souls who become obsessed. They meet Moonwind, a sign twirler who enters the zone to rescue lost souls. He agrees to help Joe return uh, to his body, and they learn that Joe has been in a coma since his fall. 
Joe excitedly hops back to Earth but accidentally brings 22 with him, resulting in 22 entering his body and Joe ending up in the body of a therapy cat. Meanwhile, Terry, an accountant designated to counting souls headed to the great beyond, finds the count off and convinces the Jerrys to let let her go into Earth to to search for the missing soul. 22 and Joe escape the hospital. Initially frightened, 22 settles into Joe's body and finds great enjoyment in the little things in life. They head to Joe's apartment where Connie, one of Joe's students, arrives to tell him that she is quitting the band. Before leaving, Connie plays a passionate trombone solo, stunning 22, who convinces her of the talent she has and that music is for her. Happy, Connie thanks Joe and leaves, having changed her mind. They next go to get a haircut where 22 holds a deep, point, po- wow, poignant <clears throat> conversation with Dez, the barber. After 22 rips Joe's pants while bending down, the duo goes to see Libba to have it fixed. Joe reconciles with his mother, who finally accepts Joe's passion for music and offers him his late father's old suit. Before Moonwind can restore Joe, 22... Uh, who experiences an epiphany and decides she must find her purpose on Earth, refuses to proceed with the restoration. As she flees with Joe tailing behind, Terry catches up and brings both back to the great before, where 22 realizes that her badge has been filled out. However, Joe insists that the badge came from his experiences and tastes. Angry, 22 tosses the badge at Joe and disappears into the zone. Joe learns from a Jerry that instead of a life's purpose, a spark simply means that a soul is ready to live. Joe heads back to Earth and has a successful first performance with the Dorothea Quartet. The experience, however, does not turn out to be as fulfilling as Joe expected it to be. Worse, he is expected to replicate the same underwhelming experience night after night. Realizing his senseless and selfish ways with 22, he decides to go back to help her. Inspired by the objects 22 collected while in his body, Joe plays the piano to enter the zone and look for 22, who is now a lost soul. He tries to return her badge, but 22 remains hopeless and broken. Using a small maple seed that 22 had kept, Joe convinces her that she is ready to live and she returns to normal. With her badge back, 22 finally enters Earth with Joe accompanying her for as long as he can. As he prepares to head into the great beyond, Joe is stopped by Jerry, who tells him that he has inspired them and will give him another chance at life. Joe accepts and returns to his body on Earth, now ready to live and appreciate a happier, more relaxed life. Okay, now that we've spoiled the whole movie, Caleb, I want to get your opinion because... So, I I watched... uh, Do you watch uh, Nostalgia Critic at all? I do, but just on some of the older movies. Okay. I don't watch his, like, reviews of movies unless I've seen them. Okay. So, um, I, I haven't watched the one on, on this Okay, one no, I was, I was wondering, because, so, he reviewed Soul to finish off Disney December, uh, what he does every year. And um, he, f- the way that he reacted to the ending of this movie, he felt alone. And I actually do agree with him. Um... I feel Joe should have gone to the great beyond. I feel that he should not have gotten this second chance. I feel that when, um, after he had finished, uh, you know, playing that set and, you know, he realized that maybe 
this is not as big as I thought. And then, you know, uh, earlier on in the movie, he finally realizes that, you know, actually maybe the life that I thought was horrible actually wasn't that bad. There were the, the, it was the small moments that made it a life worth living. You know, like his dad introducing him to jazz, um, how his mom was there for him, uh, the impact that he had as a teacher on his students. Like, you know, uh, that student Curly reaching out and saying, Hey, you know, like I know how much of a, uh, a big uh, jazz player you are you honestly you were the only reason that I went to music class because you were such a great teacher and that's why I'm still in the business and he was giving him his big shot and just seeing those little moments um seeing how they actually made his life worth living I feel that and this is just me kind of being blunt that you don't get a second chance to live the life that you live. That's the life that you got to live. And I get that Joe, um, was able to surprise them, but I feel that the fact that towards the end, after he gives the emblem to 22, he's finally accept that, okay, I lived the life that I was supposed to. I, I'm happy with what I got. I think I'm ready to move on. But the fact that he actually gets a second chance and it seems like he's kind of hesitant for a minute, but the fact that he does take it, I don't know. I'm a little hesitant on it. I I feel that it should have been his time. Hmm. What do you think? I probably... I do agree with you that the second chance at living was a bit of a... I think it could have ended with him entering the Great Beyond. Yeah. But I don't think Disney... (laughs) <laughs> was willing to be like, okay, yeah, he just died. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. So, hey, I mean, well, but that would have been first... like a good life lesson for kids. Like, okay, hey. that's that's fair. I personally would have gone the route of maybe making him, uh, becoming what what's what was the term for the guy the people that help? Oh, a mentor. Uh, the souls. Yeah, I think I, oh, they yes. should have offered him a position as a mentor. I because uh yeah, the nostalgia critic actually pointed that out too. He would have either loved to see him actually uh, go to the Great Beyond or see him become a mentor. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, I think that would have been a little bit better. Like have him kind of be the mentor to help souls that have a hard time finding their spark. Yeah, they they need just like a little bit more of a push. Yeah. I I would have preferred that. <laughs> yeah, no no, I I can absolutely agree with that. Okay, so I I I'm I'm glad to hear that we both kind of agree that the whole second chance thing was kind of it came out of nowhere for me. I'm just like, "Wait, okay. Like I get that he surprised you guys, but that's yeah. kind of bullshit. Nobody gets a second chance at life. Yeah. But then you also okay, you also got to think he went he didn't like die the second time. <laughs> okay, I mean fair enough. Let's, let's he went to the zone and then he was offered cuz you got to think if he would have off or taken the great beyond thing, he would have just died at his piano. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's that's a good point. That's that's a very good point. Yeah, and I think 
Pixar or Disney, whoever's idea this was. Uh, Pixar. I'm assuming. Yeah, I like. I think they, I think they wrote themselves in a bit of a tough area. <laughs> a little bit. I that they weren't ready to to handle. <laughs> it's like shit. Do we actually tell people that once you die, that's it? Like, sorry, like there's no way getting off of that great beyond train. Yeah, I I feel like they they had an ending to this where maybe he did go into the great beyond. But I think maybe they showed it to kids, and the kids were like, wait, so he just died at his piano? And they are like, yeah, we can't really do that. <laughs> okay, I want to see that alternate ending. Pixar, Dude, I do Pete too. Doctor, put that on the Blu-ray bonus features. Yeah. I mean, I know there's going to be a Blu-ray release of this, because they did that for Mulan, and that was a Disney Plus exclusive, so. Yeah, so I personally would have done... Something a little bit different. Yeah. So he's still alive. It's just different. Okay. The, okay. Okay. That's fair. I like, that. like I said, being more of like in the mentor role. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's um, a great place to put him. Yeah. So this the grade that or the score that we gave the story is a ninety one. It was yes. a very very strong story. It, yes, it, was. it, Joe's. Just, I loved like one of the things that they talked about, it or was with Dorothea. It was a moment be- between Joe and Dorothea. It was just just after the performance, and he was saying, "I I thought I would have felt different," and then she shares this story of a fish and she's saying and there's this fish and he's just like i want to go to the ocean i want to go to the ocean and then another fish comes along and says this is it and he's just like this is what and he's like this is the ocean and he's just like no this is just water i want the ocean and that little story freaking stuck with me like crazy really because i'm like it's true like like i don't know i don't know like what in my life i can compare it to it's just like you like okay here's this um when iris was born I thought that my entire, like, I knew that my entire life was changing Mm -hmm. as soon as we found out that Brielle was pregnant. And I was expecting, like, when she, when Iris was going to be born, that it was going to be some magical, like, some switch had flipped. And it was just like, okay, now everything is different. And... Now I have a baby. Now I'm a dad. And I did have those, I do have those feel, did have those feelings a little bit. Not as much, like, it wasn't like a freaking switch. It was just kind of like, now, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just kind of like, 
when she was born, it kind of felt like nothing had really changed. It's just now she's outside. Okay. And it's kind of it was kind of like that, like that feeling. It's like this is the this is the ocean. And I think that could be said with like everything. Like when I turned eighteen, eighteen feels exactly like seventeen. It's true. And seventeen feels exactly like sixteen. Yeah. And it it like the same deal. Like twenty. I'm and you. Your birthday's today. Yeah, I just turned twenty five. I'm halfway to fifty, guys. But yeah, I feel literally <laughs> n- nothing different. Like. And I think like twenty. I I don't know. Is like twenty five supposed to be like a huge freaking deal? Because it doesn't really feel like anything. I mean, now you can rent a car. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's true. Freaking road trip to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, but it it's just it things like that. Twenty four doesn't feel very different from twenty five. Yeah, I mean, when you turn twenty five, you gotta tell me if you feel any different. I mean, my bones. Yeah, just feel I probably older. won't. I probably won't because twenty three feels like twenty four. Yeah, but it's looking back at everything. Like what feels different is ten to twenty five. That's true. Or to twenty four. That yeah. feels like a huge gap. Yeah. But the, like the day to day, like almost even year to year, doesn't feel like the changes are insignificant. Yeah, they they really are. And I think that that's something like I think everyone puts like a big thing like oh I want this I want this and it's just like is yeah but is that what's gonna give your life meaning? I think I think kind of what you're touching upon is a lot of people forget like the little moments like everyone you know when when they graduate high school they have this set agenda like you know i want to go to college i want to get a good job i want to get married i want to have kids want to get a nice house you know i want to live the american dream i want to have the perfect life and i feel as you're shooting for all of those goals you miss like the little moments you you miss the the um moments that make life worth living because I, I feel if, if it was all just agenda after agenda after agenda, life would not be worth living. I, I, I know that's like effed up to say, but I'm sorry, it would not be worth living. Like, um, like, like this podcast, for instance, this is something that I get to look forward to every single week doing with Caleb. It, it brings happiness to, to my week. Um, it's something that, like I said, I get to look forward to and... In in essence, I'm hoping this doesn't sound like freaking dark, but it makes life worth living because even though, you know, like we're not in the same place anymore, at least I still get to talk with with my bro about the stuff that we both absolutely love and get to nerd out with each other. And it it makes the the stress of like the weekly agenda go away because it's just me being able to talk about the stuff I love with my best bro. And it's moments like that that make, you know, life worth living. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Um, but yeah, I think 
this could also be like mixed in like this what we're talking about with the story of this and why it's scored so high is because there's a lot of shit in this that can resonate with you yeah for real though. if you let it like it this could be like a very i feel like this is a movie that you could break down philosophically like really well for real though like honestly i feel this is like the you know like everyone's like saying like oh this is the movie 2020 needed for like certain movies they loved this is like when it comes to like uh realizing that even though things are so different but realizing why life is truly beautiful why it's worth living this is the movie that people need to watch in 2020 even though 2020 ends in a couple hours <laughs> absolutely so i mean i think 91 accurately shows that this movie if the movie flows really well there's a really good deep message in between the comedy of the the movie and i think there's a lot that people could get out of this so i'm very happy with the 91 i absolutely am too that is a great score for this pixar yeah. movie yeah. So next up, we got writing, and writing ended up getting an eighty-seven point five. So okay. it's a little bit lower than the story. That's what I mean. In your opinion, uh, where could the writing have been stronger? The writing could have been a little bit stronger with, I think, some of the side characters. Okay. Um I think some I think some wasted dialogue was with in the the barbershop Paul. Um Paul is kind of like a bully to Joe. Kind of just puts him down says stupid shit. I think that's where he, it kind of took a dive for me. Paul's not, he's not the actual guy that cut his hair, right? No, Paul oh. is the one that was that left and that accidentally got sucked into the void. Oh yeah, okay. I was gonna say because the actual guy that cuts his hair, I loved the conversation that him and Joe had, and the, po- the fact that after he point after he's done cutting his hair, he points out, you know, usually all that you like to talk about is jazz, and I don't let I don't like butt in. Um, but the fact that you actually wanted to talk about, you know, like me and my life and my passions, that you know, like that actually like means a lot to me, Joe. I I loved that uh, conversation they had. Yeah, and I think, like, those moments were really well-written. Absolutely agree. Um, It was just a lot of the side stuff, I feel. <laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, how'd you feel, um, like, with the uh, dialogue for, like, the Jerry's? Um, what was the guy? Was was his name Terry? I that... the, I... Yeah, Terry. Okay. okay. Okay, I think that's where I had the issues. Jer- the Jerry's and the Terry's were... Well, it was just one Terry. Awkward. Okay, that's that's fair. I yeah. mean, I feel like it's kind of like... I mean, Terry Terry was okay. Terry was Terry was a lot better than Jerry. Okay. Jer- Jerry but or Jerry Jerry's? was... All the Jerry's. Okay. <laughs> but Jer- the Jerry's, I feel it could have been written a little bit better i feel maybe a little bit i just want to talk about i mean we'll get to this with the effects but the way that they made the jerry's look with that like looks like it's just 2d but then it like turns into 3d when they turn that like went 
sent me through a freaking mind loop and it freaked me the hell out the first time I saw it. I'm like, wait, what the shit? Yeah, it kind of blows your mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, because of those issues, I think that's why it got a little bit lower than the story. That's fair. I can, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, so next up was acting. And acting ended up getting a 92.5. Not bad. Um, so so I, feel... I think the only ones that we scored were Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx. Yes. Um, and I feel from like the promotions, I feel some might have uh, seen Tina Fey's uh, 20. Alrighty. Um, some minor technical difficulties, but we were talking about the great Tina Fey as 22. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Gosh damn it. Rose, quit breaking shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my elbow. Blame my elbow. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, as we said, acting or acting has a 92.5. Um, and this is between Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Yes. So, for you personally, who do you think is a little is higher? Um, probably Jamie Fox. Um, just because um, I feel he had to pull off a lot of emotional um scenes, and I mean Tina Fey did too. Um, but especially towards the end, uh, with uh, Joe realizing the life that he lived and the life that he wanted to live. I feel Jamie Foxx with what lines that he needed to deliver. He did an amazing job at that. You got so much emotion from him throughout this whole movie. Um, just such an amazing performance by both. I loved them both. <laughs> I forgot to plug my headphones in. So if you heard Rose echoing for a second, <laughs> that's why. We suck this episode. <laughs> Yeah, we My do. Goodness. Anyway, um, but yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I actually gave Tina Fey higher. Really? Okay. I yeah. Um, the only reason I gave her higher, and it was it was very close margins, very very close. Um, I gave her higher just because. I felt like she had to, I think her emotions were just a bit stronger than him. That's fair. And I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, you'd have to watch it. I think it's just, yeah, it's just really difficult to explain. But yeah. I gave, ended up giving her just a, a little bit higher, maybe a point or two higher. Okay, that's uh, when fair. I was, when I was rating them. Um, But I think they both did an amazing job at portraying that deep emotion Um, and getting upset with each other and just everything. Yeah. It was just, it was incredible. It was so well done. It really was. And I didn't think that these characters could actually work with each other. Um, I I thought it would just come across. I th- I really thought 22 
was just going to come across as annoying, but I never felt that at all. And I feel a huge, um, was it a huge, oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, you know, you know, never mind. I don't, I don't know where I was. I, I know where I was going with this, but I just don't know the wording. So Caleb, please take it from me before I make myself look like even more of an idiot. Yeah. I'm not sure I can do that. So damn. <laughs> anyway. So, but the acting was phenomenal. The voice acting was phenomenal. Um, Jamie Foxx, I didn't think that he was going to do as well as he did. So he gets a bunch of bonus points for me. So, like we said, 92 and a half. That's averaging them both out. Not too shabby. Um, so next up we got character development. So I rated, um, Joe. Yes, I did as well. Okay, cool. Um, so Joe, like we've talked about, is someone, he started off the story as a school teacher that gets offered a permanent position, like a full-time position at the school. And he kind of gets bummed out because he has these big dreams of being a jazz musician. And, and yeah, so as the, the story progresses, he is constantly trying to get back to being a back to his body so he can go and get this gig with uh, Dorothea Williams, who is a big jazz saxophone player. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. And it kind of feels like that's his opportunity to hit the big time, be what he always wanted to, to be. And saying that he was born to be a jazz player, born to be a pianist, and always constantly talking about what someone's born to do. Uh But then when he gets um, put into the cat body, he's able to see everything from a different perspective. He's not able to communicate with people like he's able to normally he sees a different side to to everyone. He just sees a different side to his barber, for one. Which I loved that scene so much. Yeah. Um, then he gets to see a different side of his mom. He actually, like, explains himself to his mom. Or 22 explains him, him to his mom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... It's such a great moment and a great series of moments. And and one thing that I'm kind of glad that Pixar did was there was a scene where Joe, as the cat, is telling 22 in his body, in Joe's body, uh, what to say to his mom. And he's like, okay, repeat after me. And he talks for a little bit. And then 22 repeats, like, the first sentence. And then it pans over across to, uh, kind of passes across the back of Joe's mom. And then it's, like, a full-blown conversation. You don't hear what Joe's saying 
as the cat and it's back and forth and i love that. i did too i love that they didn't make it to where it just keeps going back and forth from cat to the actual joe i i love that they made it to where it was just like it was just a normal conversation between them two yeah so i feel like he he learned a decent amount from there and then once he, it was time for him to come back to his um, his body on his own after helping 22 find her s- or his or her spark. It's spark. I'll say it's spark. Yeah. Um, he kind of realizes what this her the, what the spark was and what the spark actually is. It's true. And and then like kind of comes to the own, his own conclusion that the spark isn't what someone's born to do it's being ready to live life which is profound yeah. <laughs> this movie is such feel. a great message it's an amazing message so yeah so character development ended up getting a 90 i don't think by any means it's a perfect development it's not a perfect character development no but but everywhere that they take joe as a character makes sense um you you could see his character going um those places and just i don't know just towards the end when he realizes the whole you know maybe my life wasn't what i wanted it to be but the way it turned out and those little moments made it worth living and i i just loved that part of the development yeah so he becomes a a better person better understanding of life and what life actually is yeah i feel mm-hmm. and again Going back to that story that Dorothea told him and him thinking, oh, I thought I would feel different. And she's just like, well, you, you, you're not, you're not going to feel different. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is it. Like, yes, you achieved something that you were always going after, but you're still living life. Like, this is it. This is life. You just got something different yeah going for you and i think that was a a moment of clarity for him absolutely agree so character like we say character development got a, a 90 um just because i think joe's development is well above average yes it does have some i feel near like the reason it, it got it didn't get higher was maybe because there were moments where maybe there was just leaps in in the development or things that he chose to do. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, that being said, it wasn't bad at all. It it was fairly amazing. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So next up, we got effects. Which is one of our highest uh, scores for this movie. It, it is sitting at a very comfortable 98.5. Okay, Caleb. I, I want to know why 
you did not give the animation a hundred. <laughs> what the shit, bro? Uh, okay, the reason I didn't give it a hundred, and what I actually ended, what did I end up giving it? I gave it a ninety-seven. Oh, rude. <laughs> but, and the reason I gave it a ninety-seven was because of Joe's cat. What's wrong with the or cat? The, the cat. There was just I don't know. It was just something was odd about it. it like the movement. And I, I I can't put my finger on it, but the way that Joe moved as a cat bothered me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a human trying to move as a cat. Of course it's going to be I understand that. I absolutely understand like that. It's just I don't know. Alright, okay. I'll never let you I'll, I, I'll never I, let I you can't, this one down, but you know. I know. I <laughs> I hate myself for it, but it, there's just something about the the movement that just didn't sit right with me. Hmm. And like there were moments like a majority of the moments were were really well done. It's just the that it was just like the when they're walking down the street, just something doesn't sit right with me, and it which is kind of got under my skin a little bit. I'm just like, what is off? <laughs> and I, I like that's what I honestly narrowed it down to. I'm just like, it has it has to be the cat. Hmm. Like I don't know what else it could be. Okay, all right. And so yeah, but it's Bitch. seriously a two and a half points away from being a perfect score. But still, it's not a perfect score. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Don't mind me, um, I'm just being a little bitch. So yeah, sitting at a 98 and a half, and honestly, it's only sitting that low because I can't I can't get over the freaking cat movement. <laughs> the fact that it's that, honestly, I can justify because that's just so freaking funny that you can't get over the way that Joe moves as a cat. <laughs> so I can accept your score just for that reason alone. Yeah. But we were pretty much in agreement um, with the music. Oh, okay. I think you gave it a, a perfect 10. I ended up giving it a, a 9. Okay. And so it averaged out to 9.5, but we round down. We do, so. So it's sitting at an, uh, the music's sitting at a 9, and the the music was phenomenal. It was, I, to me, jazz is one of the most soothing, if not the most soothing types of music. Like, if I'm, like, feeling stressed or just going through a lot in life, I can turn on some jazz and just all of my troubles just flow away. And it's it's amazing. Uh, just, I don't know what else to say about jazz. It's just such a beautiful category of music. And the way it's done in this film is is remarkable. Yeah, I think the reason that I didn't give it a perfect 10 is because the overall, I think the overall um, score, so like the movie's score, wasn't super memorable. 
and that's there was fair. a couple times there was a, a few times where i feel like they could have used some really solid music and they didn't like okay. uh when they're uh, like when they um when they were sailing with what's his name moonbreaker moon i think it is i forgot <laughs> something like that the freaking crazy hippie dude so he's yeah i think it's just it's i think that's just what brought it down for me i think okay. that it should have had a really amazing score that's memorable but the rest of the music was just on point so yeah it's sitting at a 9 um going over to costumes costumes got a 7 okay um i the costumes i feel were above average but overall they weren't anything to write home about yeah exactly yeah i mean yes joe's like classic like uh black turtleneck looked great on him it worked for his character but i don't know it's nothing like eye popping yeah it's and that's nothing against the movie no, um, it's not. sometimes the costumes just aren't a, the main focus yeah exactly and that is okay yeah um all right and then the last category that we gave or that we scored was our personal grade um I ended up giving it an 88. I thought it was really well done, but just comparing it to other movies that I've seen, it's 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 not quite at the 90 range. So I'm I've put it at a, an 88 because I'm an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb is an asshole. Yeah, and then you. Do you remember what you ended up giving it? I I kept going between a 92 and a 94, but I cannot remember what I ended up with. Uh, you ended up giving it a 94. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you want to talk in, about that Um, so that? Yeah, so um, like I said, I kept like going between 92 and 94. I was at 95, but then I'm like, okay. You know what? It's 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 a great Pixar movie. There are some problems I have with it, so I'm just gonna knock it down a little bit. But then I knocked it down a little more, and I was like, wait, you know what? No, let's let's push it up to a 94. And I think a 94 is very well deserved for this film. Um, I I can understand where Caleb's coming from. Um, it is it has its problems, but overall, I feel this is Pixar at its prime. Um, it's a, a return to form for Pixar. Uh, Pete Doctor once again directs an amazing movie for this uh, this company, and um, I I as I did with after Monsters Inc, after Up, after Inside Out, and now after Soul, I look forward to uh, what his next project is. Absolutely, he did an amazing job, and honestly, just with the. And this is going to be the first time that we're going to do this, and this is going to be something that we can do and discuss a little bit more. Um, but I'm actually going to change my my personal grade. Shit, what are you changing? Yeah, it to? so I I'm bumping it up to a 91. Okay. So I think this movie was so so good. It's 
there's a lot to think about just philosophically just on it's it's a deep movie it really is so we were originally at a 91 and now we are at a 92 and a half for our personal grade that's not bad at all yeah not bad at all so with that, the final score for Soul is... I can't really do a drum roll right now, people. I'm really sorry. That's all I got. <laughs> so it is sitting at an A-. minus. Hell yeah. Woo-woo. Yeah, so it is sitting at a 90.25%. Oh, shit. So it barely made in the 90s. Yeah. It's... I mean... I think what ended up killing it was the writing and the costumes. I think that if those would have been just a little bit higher, but it makes sense that the costumes weren't like fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And then the writing, it's just minor gripes here and there. And it just brought it down enough, but it didn't kill the movie at all. A minus is still an amazing score. That is fantastic. A well-deserved A minus, I feel. Yeah. So comparing this to other movies that we've scored at an A minus, everything I'm about to list is an A minus movie. Um, so it is slightly lower than Tusk. Okay. It is a little bit below Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Fair. By by one point. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's two points below Never Be Done. Oh, I had to think for a minute what that was, but okay, I remember that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's also two points below Pulp Fiction. Fair enough. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Fair enough as well. <laughs> yeah, it's also two points below Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, I can't argue that. <laughs> it's like damn near right in line with Coco. Ooh, okay. I can agree yeah, with that. Yeah, Coco's actually 0.2% higher. That is absolutely understandable because I feel Coco is a little bit of a better movie. Yeah, it's 0.4% lower than Little Women. Okay. I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, it's like it's it's point one percent lower than nineteen seventeen. Oh shit, damn! That's super yeah. close. Uh, two points lower than a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, two points below Joker. Three points below Room. Okay. And it is perfectly in line, like exact same score as us oh shit which i'm not going to disagree with (laughs) yeah i'm not either yeah um if you guys want to check out the other movies i i could go on but we'd be here all freaking day night so (laughs) if you guys want to check out our um our ratings uh be sure to go check it out there's a should be a link to it on our website tinyurl.com forward slash the all rose links will be in the description um but 
that does conclude this week's breakdown. And I think that ended up going pretty well I for did the too. new system. Yeah, I like this new system a lot. Yeah, I think the one thing that I would ch- that we should change is the personal grade. Okay. So obviously we have I say we have the personal grade um we be have the personal grade in mind. Maybe oh. just keep that between ourselves. Ooh, okay. Like and then that. that way we can present it at the end. I like that. Okay. So that way I don't know the final score and you don't know the final yeah. score either. Okay. No, I like this idea. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this new format. Like you'll you'll see it see it a little better in action next week. Um so next week we will be breaking down Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, boy. Very Hell interested yeah. to see uh how this movie is considering that critics were like raving about it and it was like at like in the high 80s on Rotten Tomatoes but once uh the review embargo lifted for just like regular moviegoers it like dropped to what like a 60 something. So Yeah, it's it's low. Yeah. So, but we don't give two shits about other critics. This is the only breakdown that matters. <laughs> Damn. Way to make us sound like arrogant assholes. We are arrogant assholes. Okay, fair enough. So, anyway. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you guys have some notes on how we can improve this new system, uh, be sure to let us know. Uh, you can follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Radio.com, Spotify, and more. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Um, be sure to hit us up on social media if you have any of those suggestions. Um, we are on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash TheAllBros, Twitter and Instagram, at TheAllBros. Uh, yeah, hit us up with, uh, episode ideas, want to answer a question of the week, that's a good place to do it, or if you want to join us on an episode, we'd love to have you on. Um, yeah, you can also email us at channel at gmail.com, like I said before, the website is tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros, where you can find links to everything that we do, and our rating platform, and everything like i said everything including our merch store which is on t public so it's tpublic.com slash user slash the all bros channel or link will be in the description of this episode so go check it out yeah yeah so like i said next week we're doing wonder woman 1984 and we look forward to doing that so until next week this has been the all bros podcast i'm caleb and i'm jonathan And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. Happy New Year.